Hello and welcome to the Careers in Tech Show. I'm your host, Patrick. On the Careers in Tech Show, we explore the stories, secrets, and skills of people who broke into tech without a computer science degree, who are here to share their story with us, to impact your own career goals and those around you. We want to help you see the possibilities when it comes to breaking into tech from a non-technical background and working your way up as either a product designer, product manager, or software developer. Our mission is to cast the light before you and help you realize what is possible if you take that critical step. The show has got episodes with product managers, product designers, CEOs, CTOs, and other people who broke into tech without a standard college degree, as well as two boxes for skills like negotiation, personal branding, teamwork, and many more. So if you want to learn and improve your career and professional life, you are going to be right at home with us. If you want to have a career in tech from a non-technical background, you can enroll in Scale Embassy Product Accelerator. Um, so you can head over to www.scaleembassy and enroll in one of the courses of your choice. You are going to have um, you are going to have mentorship and also um, support from uh, world-class professionals. Thank you and uh, welcome. Ray, we are very glad to have you here. Hello. Awesome. Lovely awesome. to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Before we get into so much of the achievements you've had um, and then a lot of the work you are putting in, in the tech industry, um, we want you to tell us about how you broke into tech. Okay. So how I broke into tech. So first of all, my name is Ray Oluwashon Babalola. I'm the founder of a training company called The Agile Squad. We specialize in project management and agile qualifications, as well as coaching and consulting for, for, individuals, for individuals and organizations. Um, how I broke into tech, well, kind of got to go back from there. Um, I would say that um, I started off my tech career so okay. what i'm gonna f- focus on is the non-technical roles in technical environments because right. that was my niche my first technical role was as edf energy in the uk so i was a data analyst and that's where i learned the basic of sql SOC, okay. and sap so i then realized that well, hold on a minute every single sector has a different um sorry Every single language works differently in uh, different teams. So this is back when um, there was a lot of um, smart meter going on in the UK. There was trying to shift energy sectors and, you know, so it was very much hands on deck. So from that team, I moved on to the customer, con- customer consumption team and they used a very much um, Python. Okay. So I was taught the very much basics of Python, SQL, and Java in okay. that job. And then that's when I realized, you know what? I think I don't really want to learn code. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be around it. So I know enough to help them plan. I know enough to help them de- deploy. I know enough to get teams to work together. And then I realized I don't actually need to know code. I don't have to learn because that's not what I want to do. That was my passion. So I bounced around actually just doing that. I know enough about code to get me into those doors to help manage and build those projects. And that's what I would like to focus on today. The people that build the code, that 
they don't they don't plan the work it's impossible the people that that build the code aren't the ones that write the requirements they aren't the same ones that will then test it they're not the end users they're not the stakeholders there's so many other different things that has to go into that code being correct i want to be involved in that bit and that is your non-technical roles so this is your business analysts product owners scrum masters project support um safe scrum masters and so on and so forth so that's how i broke in and that's where i am now awesome that's that's very great so um understanding that you are an agile um uh you are part of the agile squad team actually you are the founder and uh, that's by profession um how how is that uh, i mean related to the role in tech um how does your role um, affect the technology um, that you work in so all of the i don't work in directly in in tech but i teach technical people how to work on projects because again they don't plan the work so i used to work for an energy company and then i went into the healthcare sector so again because of my background in um, tech i knew a bit i knew enough to get me in the door i then went on to managing a, a system for the healthcare service called datix Okay. So I became very, very skilled at that because I broke it because I'm not technical. Can you imagine that? So I broke it and then I had to learn how to build it up from, from scratch. So I learned that particular system and I bounced around doing that for different hospitals, dentists and so on and so forth. Again, I'm just working with different technical teams and I found that my hands wasn't really doing the code. Okay. The more senior I, I became, I did... I was expected to not do, touch code at all because I'm there to coordinate, to plan, to adapt. What if things don't work out? What if the, um, the thing that you're building doesn't deploy correctly? It's up to me to find someone to fix that problem because the ones that are doing it have gone on to, on to something else. So the technical environment is very wide. Yeah. So I was usually, so, um, and then I became a, a scrum master a scrum master is a person that basically helps to navigate and facilitate a technical environment okay. i used to teach the technical team a better way of developing so that's scrum agile scrum so you work in a four-week sprint sprint planning development daily daily stand-up sprint reviews and so on and so forth so it was again trying to get them to work in a more focused way. I've never, well, I don't think I've, I've done any coding since 2013. Okay. I, I don't need to because I've helped to navigate. I know enough. I know enough. <laughs> which, which essentially goes to say that uh, one can have a career in tech and not necessarily have to be uh, sitting behind a computer or something and then um, actually doing the coding uh, in, in itself. Of course not. Um, it's just... What are your skills? So the, my, my favorite role ever in this life, funny enough, I'm not a BA, but is a business analyst. Mm-hmm. I love a business analyst. They are the person that ensures that whatever the, the technical team are building is, is going to fit what the customer wants. This, this, this is a very key role. No matter how good you, mm-hmm. if the customer doesn't like it, 
what's the point of, of, of the work? Yeah. The business analyst is the person that will literally communicate on behalf of your customer. They will ensure that the customer gets exactly what they want, the way that they want it to meet their quality, to meet their idea of, of standards. And then there's different roles. There's your, um, your project manager. Again, finance, okay. risks, you know, um, again, quality standards, managing people. That's a whole different thing because if there's 10 people in a team that's doing work, you think it's, it's always going to go correctly? People are, are going to fight. People are going to argue. There's always going to be something wrong. Okay. Somebody has, has to come and manage that, has to help you get through that phase. And that is the hello us. Where are you coming? Non-technical roles. Yeah, that's literally w- w- where I come in. So I bounced around doing all that for for quite some time. I used to work as a project manager and a scrum master, and then I decided to um, become a trainer. So I now teach agile. I teach agile project management and also scrum. So I used to work for the largest training company in the UK and go into businesses and teach them how to be agile, how to work on a project, how to build. I would usually teach the the technical things because I know enough about what they'll say. Now, I don't know how to fix what they're saying, mm-hmm. but I get the gist enough to answer them in a very factual way that can help. And that's what, what I really needed. So I bounced around again, teaching, teaching, teaching. And then I set up this baby in 2019 and we're two years old in August. So it's been a journey and a half, but you know, we've we've gotten there. Awesome. And congratulations for that as well. Thank you. Um, I think um, working with people is one of the difficult things um, to to do. And also being able to organize teams and, and then to achieve a specific task is also uh, one of the uh, yeah. difficult things. And if you're able to do that, I think uh, that's a very big achievement. So you've been able to um, uh, um, work in the role of project management. Um, how, how is that? What exactly did you do in your career? Um, being a project manager, um, what are some of the tasks that you, you executed? Okay, so let's, which one should we do? Okay, I'll start in public sector, I'll end in private sector. Okay, cool. um, in the public sector, I was a project manager for the health service, and I used to manage a system called Datix. Okay. Datix was the risk management system for literally every healthcare. If you're a dentist, hospital, care home, if you have to take care of people, you have to, you know, not, not have to, but you should use the system because it helps you just manage things better. So I used to go into every hospital that I could get my hands on to go in and build the system from scratch all the way up. So what I would actually do is I would act as a BA and a PM. I've got to um, handle budgets. I've got to go and literally find all the different stakeholders, every single department. What do you need and why? I have to build all their forms, all their dashboards. So that was a lot. Now, that's not what a PM is, is supposed to do. I was supposed to literally coordinate it all, but for some reason, how the universe helped me was I ended up doing it myself. And then I would then go out to, to train people in this same system that I've built. So it's, that was how I was able to kind of mix. So I was a project 
manager slash BA. Yes. So yeah, cool. So so that was that one. That was most that was what I would do mostly in the healthcare service. And then I went private. I went into more tech firms and I was a scrum master. So literally all, all I'm there to do is be a master of scrum. Okay. You guys are doing code. So I used to work for a betting company. Can't say their name because I, got, cause I, cause I signed something. But mm-hmm. I used to work for a betting company. And everything that we see them do is code. Literally mm-hmm. spend £10, get £5 free. It's, it's code. There's a team that are amazing that work really, really hard to make sure that whatever you put in, you're going to get out that same percentage of, of them code. Now, if something breaks, who's going to ensure that it gets fixed? Okay. Me. If I'm hearing that, that, that the team are having the same issues every day, it's my job to go and solve that. Um, I'm there to remove impediments. I'm there to empower the team to ensure that, that, that they had everything that they needed. I was basically a servant leader. Because okay. my thing is, for me, <laughs> it's going to sound funny saying this because I own my own company, but I don't actually like power. Okay. I just want to go to work, do something, finish and go. I just want to be responsible for a thing, not, not for people. And that's why I actually stopped managing people. I didn't, um, I went from being a, a project manager to a scrum master because I didn't want to be responsible for people per se, like holidays and sickness and all that sort of stuff. Let me be in charge of the process. Okay. I come I teach, I help you, you know, figure it out. I help you get better. I stand on the outside, make sure you're all good. And then I go. So it, it very much did suit my personality and what I was trying to achieve in my life at that time. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That, that's great. Um, so working with um, people in, in the technology, uh, with uh, experts, uh, developers and, and other people, what are some of the skills that you think um, these people have and, and it helps them you know getting good at their tasks um, you know um, it's not all about the technical skills you know like you mentioned you, you gotta have to be able to um, work with other people and individuals um, especially when, when we talk about communication skills yeah so what are some of the skills that you you learn that um, these people have it helps them or some of them that they don't have to that it becomes a hindrance in their work um, the first thing I, th- I think it goes about saying communication. Okay. Communication. Um, you have to learn to talk to people. Um, I think I've worked with quite a few coders, and they're not the most talkative people. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're very detail orientated. They can for twenty four hours straight, and it's like, can you communicate what what you're doing? Because the code might have passed like two hours, like two hours into what mm-hmm. you were doing. So it's a if you communicate you can waste a lot less time and a lot less effort that's the first thing okay. communicating with your team um i think another thing was shared ownership okay. um i don't know I, I don't maybe it's because i don't code but a lot of people don't want to share their code okay. share their work i think if you're working i've seen it become a very big issue where you're working in the same team you're going you're working towards the same goals and you're all hiding your work. Who's that benefiting? Like, what's that doing? That's not benefiting anybody. Learn and share. So, but then that kind of goes into again communicating. Um, I would say 
organization because there, there are going to be priorities and they're going to be order a mm. priority is different to an order the business is is going to have their own priority i.e must have should have could have it's your it's, it's your job as the expert the coder to let them know what order things should be done in because you know it you know how to build a website front and back be off head i don't so you always have to be um yeah show your ex your expertise but it's all about just talking i think talking yeah. talking and ed- education okay there's always things again i'm not techie i don't do code where from what i've heard there's there's always something new something fresh yeah update yourself educate yourself there's always a, a way to upskill still being an expert in the field that you are but yeah that's that's true that's true um awesome and um i want to ask about um working as a scrum master uh, i think one of the the rules that you do or you you take in is uh making sure that you know the scrum team is uh, working on whatever tax is being given to them um at a point where someone is um, slacking or having a, a challenge uh, with a specific tag how do you go about helping that particular person so that the whole team is able to you know move forward with with whatever that they are doing um so in my ex experience i would usually see the problem before it it comes up so i'm a very big believer in kanban boards i love jira okay. jira trello playhouse clubhouse trello and all that just something but to see what's in doing no to do doing uh, waiting and whatever thing they have to do and then done okay. it's very important as a scrum master to know who's doing what i used to always see it so if I'm seeing that there's one person stuck on on this particular thing, it's not moved for the past three days, I can go and say, hi, what's the problem? Do you do you need help? Is there any issues? But it's a way it's a way of communicating because you don't want to want someone to feel attacked. I've been in situations where people have turned the the, the daily stand up into uh, you're the problem. It's you. It's you. It's you. And the, your first reaction if someone attacks you it's to attack back isn't it okay, it's yeah. gonna keep on attacking so you have to obviously have a way to to facilitate constantly driving the conversation to not giving someone the answer but to help them kind of ask for help because most times i can't solve it for them okay yeah. i'm gonna have to go and find someone to come and do it anyways but if you don't ask me for help i'm not gonna be able to help but you have to be visual of course visual and then take take the person aside ask a question honest question if there's an issue it will come up right there and then to be honest awesome that, that's that's true that's wonderful uh you're very uh good at at your job i mean you've been in the in in the in the role for many years uh, um what what's so now that you're the founder and the and the lead trainer um for the agile squad what what exactly does your team do what i what I, what service actually are you providing for uh, organizations and individuals so right now we are offering three kinds of um tra- oh, sorry four types of training the okay. first is a five day project management course where you have two exams foundation and, and practitioner by the end of that course you'll be a qualified project manager in agile okay. so you're going to do two exams so it's, it's a very full-on week and you learn literally what is a project 
the, the, the different phases, what goes into it. It is qualified and certified by APMG. The second one is how to be a scrum master. Okay. Literally, the two, the two jobs that I know back to back at the back of, of my hand, I can now teach it. Okay. And I can give amazing examples and give you a really good um, insight to what goes into being a, being a scrum master. Now, for the, for the teams that have chosen to go agile, but not everyone wants to be a scrum master, the team have to understand what is scrum, what is agile, what is, you know, all that stuff. So I also do a one-day course for scrum. This is designed for the teams within a business that want to go agile, and I teach them scrum. And the last one is called understanding agile, mm-hmm. because... People just think that Agile is a daily stand-up or it's Scrum or it's a Kanban board. It's a whole mindset change. It's a whole mindset set shift. And sometimes just to understand what that means might take a whole day for everyone to understand. It means about, you know, being open and honest. We are transparent. We inspect. We adapt. We prioritize. We time box and getting all that language in, in a nice, simpler way. That is our fourth course. So what I do is if a person wants to literally upskill, they can come to me, book a course, sit on it. I teach them, they pass, help them do their CVs. And, well, I review their CVs and then they go on their way. Mm-hmm. Because a business, same thing, a business needs training. They want to upskill, um, yeah, upskill their squad. They want to try a different method. I go in and I have a conversation at first we discuss what your needs are and i ensure that we can help so i will help you actually tailor the method to your business okay okay and we build and build and then that's that that's what i do for businesses and and then all of these rules doesn't really require um deep technical skills no what i'm doing is basically saying i've been very experienced i've been a pm I've been up, up and down. I've seen projects. I've worked in, in gas and electric. I've worked in the health service. I've worked in construction. I've worked in tech. I've worked in the Marines, put my foot in, came back out. But, but either way, I've been around. And now I'm saying, here's, how, here's what really works in terms of projects. Whatever it is, because even if it's a technical or non-technical, the way you have to succeed pretty much is the same. The knowledge, the way that you plan and you build, pretty much is the same. So that's what I push out for people to understand. Okay, oh, that's good. So you, you, you work with um, members on your team like product designers, uh, software developers, and uh, other people. Um, do you ever come across people who came uh, being self-taught individuals and, but actually um, doing very well at their job or ex- exceeding well at, at their attacks um, on the team? Is this tech? Yes. I mean, tech people? Uh, yes. Of course. Oh, you know what? There are a lot of people who are self-taught. So, I, you know what? I went, someone gave me this book data site big data site so this is this this <laughs> was a gift i've only like read like i haven't even I haven't opened it yet it's just it's really difficult for me but because so i am dyslexic so the way that my brain works is it's just 
different. I don't, you know, I, I, I need colours, diagrams, and da, 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 so it was hard for me. One of my friends has read this entire book and then went on to read two more and is now qualified in, in no, read three books and then did an exam and is now qualified in technical security, something like that. Okay. It really is. The world is your oyster. Everything that I told you, all of these stories that I worked here, I worked there, I worked there, I wasn't qualified in anything until 2013 and 2015. It was all just because of my knowledge. Read. Read. That's it. Whatever thing that, that, that you want to get into, if you can't afford to do a course, if you can't afford the learning, jump on YouTube. YouTube is the biggest, it's, it's your friend. There's <laughs> YouTube, LinkedIn, learning, Udemy, Google. Now I have a bunch of free stuff as well. There is, there is ample amount of tools at your disposal read qualify and there are so many companies that are willing to take entry level if you want to um just just get your skills do you know what let's be practical um if you want to actual um get actual experience go and look for it there are websites like fiverr um fiverr and upwork it's where literally anyone technical, non-technical, skilled people go on somewhere and sell their skills. This is giving you, first of all, money, but also experience, because you have to ensure that you don't break someone's thing. What is your test environments like? Ensure that you've got your own test environments and so on and so forth, but you have to help yourself help yourself. can't just sit and wait all, all, all the time. So read, qualify, get experience. Okay. Oh, that's great. And then what are some of the things that you've also learned or some of the skills that you've also developed um, working among other people on the team? What are some personal um, skills that you've also um, um, developed or what are some of the areas that has improved um, since you worked in, in tech? Um, I think, it, first of all, it, it helps me um, understand, first of all, how the world works. It it made me understand that you can really get into any sector with any skills because every sector will have the need for you. If you're an accountant, you can work in a bank, you can work in a hospital, you can work in housing, you can because they all factor in finance, right? Yeah. So literally just that thought, you can work in any sector with whatever skills you have. So, so, so that was a, a, a big one. And then it also helped me realize the different sides to tech. There's the front end. So there's web development as in website, website. There's yeah. app development. There's then database management. I had no idea. Like I thought, you know, code is code. Python is Python, Java, you know, but they're all extremely different. Yeah. For your front end, it's more of your um, HT ML for your back end is more Python for your database it's more SQL now SQL that one I know yeah. but again if not for letting just for literally sitting and listening to these developers talk I wouldn't no. have learned so yeah. it just kind of yeah listening to to people and just listening sometimes I think that's that's really helped me as well just sh- 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 listen Mister. everyone in the room is smarter than me so don't just learn okay that's fine that's fine. So that was nice. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So what, what would be your message out there to someone who is looking to break into tech, um, probably from a non-technical background? Because uh, most of the times the idea is that before you can break into tech or before you can become uh, someone um, uh, in that role, you've got to have um, technical knowledge or deep technical skills. And even most of the times people are looking at mathematical aspects where you should have uh, deep mathematical skills before you can become um, someone who has, you know, a career in tech? Mm. I would say, okay, let, stop being, first of all, don't be so negative if that's what you're thinking. Work your way backwards. I would always say, find your ideal job. Salary, location, everything-wise. What is it? And then from there, work your way back. My frustration with when people come and tell me, oh, Ray, I'm trying to get into tech. Which one? Which side? Okay. Which, literally, which one? Front end, back end, app, web, what, like just maintenance, DevOps, that there's a whole, it's so wide. Okay. It, it will help you to focus your mind a lot more if you just, just narrow it down. Find that job. In that job, look for what skills they are looking for. What qualifications do they need? If they want Python, they will say it right there. If they want C sharp, they will say it. If they want S, they will say it in those jobs. At least then you have you now know what they are looking for and what those types of jobs are looking for. Once you've got that, read. I told you, read. Yeah. Then you literally try to match that CV. Sorry, try to match that job. You found that ideal job. Try to be that person on paper at least. And then, so okay, back, read. And then you update your your CV, and then you start to apply. Okay. But when it comes to applying, just apply, mm-hmm. just apply. The worst they can say is no, but they can say yes. I'll say that again. The worst they'll say is no, but no. they could say yes. They can really say yes, and if they say yes, it will change your life. Me being a trainer. It was literally, I just applied. Okay. I just applied. It was two in the morning and I got a phone call the next day and it was just, it was just uh, like, wait, what? <laughs> just apply. Okay. You have no idea who may see it. I've gotten, sometimes I've gotten jobs based off the fact that I didn't get something else, but they saw that CV and it matched something Too else better. Nice. Just apply, believe in yourself and do it. Where you can ask for feedback, ask for feedback but if you if you can't keep applying keep applying and be positive mind it ever matter okay awesome awesome is there anything uh you think uh you want to get out there that i have not asked yet uh you can actually bring that um, um no i think we've covered it but um, i'll just say when we want to work in technical environments just understand it's not just code okay there is money to be made with being a business analyst Okay. Product owner, um, product, product manager, manager. Mm-hmm. yep, um, scrum master, nice. project cool. manager, project support officer, project this, project planner, and uh, the, uh, uh, just there's there's, there's <laughs> different. Make sure that you're thinking wide. Think so wide. There are so many different avenues for you to get into this thing. And also, I've met a lot of people who who started off as scrum sorry who who started off as something planny wise and they got their foot in there and they learned literally the company sent them off 
to to go to go and get trained. So okay. that could also be a very good um way to get into a company, okay. to get in there somehow, and then make sure that you make friends with the right people to to keep going up. Okay, so essentially, yeah. essentially, it's about you know taking that bold step and then uh, actually stepping forward and and then get going forward. You know, because most of the times um, the, the the pullback is. Uh, what if I get a re- rejection? What if I, I am not accepted? Uh, what if uh, I am not qualified? And that has kept a lot of people behind. And uh, so I thank you for that message as well. Thank you for the message. I won't lie to you. It's not been easy. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten no's and no's and no's. I've cried. Rejection is, is, rejection is a feeling that you can never explain until you actually get there. And it's mm-hmm. just you have to find your way to get out of it. So, but every rejection is a way for you, is a yes for something else. Okay. If, if you were rejected, then it, then it wasn't for you. My mom, uh, she was, she's so wise. She's always say, if it's not for you, it's not for you. If it's for you, it's for it's you. For you. <laughs> so it literally, whatever, there will be some things like literally now I'm in the place now that I'm thinking everything that I've been through makes sense. Every job, because there were some places that were that were extremely racist, extremely sexist, places that I will come home from work and just cry, okay. just cry on my mom's shoulder. And I'm thinking now, to be fair, two of my biggest examples in my courses, if not that I worked in certain places, I wouldn't be able to, to know that example to tell. Okay. It makes sense now. But back then, I was crying. I would walk. I said, who, I spoke, who did I offend? Where can I go and beg them? You know, I'm, you know be patient with your process and with your journey eventually it will it will make sense mm-hmm. eventually it will all come together somehow some way but it will thank you very much thank you very much you for missing um how can we find you um any social media handles that you know if you want to find you of course we are on all of the socials okay. all the socials at the agile squad that's t-h-e not v sorry i'm a south londoner i've got a deep accent like that so okay. so the agile squad we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. But okay. as for me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn at Ray Babalola. That's B A B A L O L A. And Ray as an array of sunshine. That's what I am. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Uh, we're very grateful that you joined us today and then sharing your message uh, with the world out there. Um, I'm very positive uh, that um, a lot of people are going to get. Uh, great insight from your message and then from today um, they are going to take that bold step and then step into their career and then actually be awesome at whatever that they choose to be yes. thank you very thank much. you so much for having me i appreciate it. thank you and i'll wish you all the best all right uh, same to you as well <laughs>